And I'm Kalia. And you're listening to Intertwined, a podcast about human connection, human behavior, and human experience. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing managing relationships with emotionally stunted people. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, welcome back to all of the our intertwined listeners. Um, new our family, and old. our family, yeah. our intertwined family. <laughs> welcome back. Um, so just to catch everybody else, you know, up on what we've been doing, we recently turned twenty four. <laughs> so you official know, adult. Yeah, yeah. That's I feel like twenty four is the age where oh, everybody yeah. sees you like as an adult. Yeah, the innocence is gone. Yeah, at twenty four, it's like you're too old. Nobody like, cares. Nobody. Cares. Yeah, and that kind of sucks. But I'm excited for twenty four at the same time. Yeah, because I do feel. I don't know. How do you feel being twenty four? I mean. I still feel like I'm in that in-between phase. Yeah. And I want to be seen as being in that in-between phase. But when I say I'm 24, they're going to be like, well, why are you in-between? And what are you in-between? Yeah. I mean, so I feel like it's more pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Like living up to your age. It's very hard living up to your age. Yeah. Something awkward happened at work. Um, (laughs) What happened? So in our team meeting, um, my people manager, she'll like send out um, stuff for us to read just to discuss or whatever. So she sent a New York Times article that was about, it was like, um, millennials are afraid of their 23, it said millennials are like afraid of their 23 year old uh, co-workers or employees, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I. I mean, as you know, I'm the youngest person on my team. So it's just like, yeah, it's true. Like, I do have a different perspective than them, you know, about a lot of things. And it's like, dang. Yeah, it's just a lot to I wonder. I wonder why we're like that, though. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's a whole... We can go into that conversation because yeah. I was going to say like the in the meeting, things. like I was going to say, you know, I think because a lot of it was a lot of the article was about how we're we're more political than millennials were at at our age. And political I don't know if that's or like for, politically aware. Or yeah. Is that yeah the same that, thing? I mean, that's what I mean, like okay. politi- politically aware and engaged also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And. Like, we're concerned about the politics of a lot of things. Yeah. In a way that they feel that they weren't at our age, but... See, I don't know if that's true, like, because I feel like a lot of... Well, millennials or... Yeah, millennials specifically. Oh, okay. Millennials. Yeah. Millennials. I don't know. I feel like it's different for black people because, you know, they're... 
a lot of the activists that we learn about in school, they were our age when they were doing. Oh yeah, you know when they were on the national stage. Yeah, yeah. on the international stage. Yeah. So it's weird that I feel like that's what makes this age weird. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, I want to be seen. I want to be seen as an adult, but it's like, I don't want to be seen as a part of that generation. And I don't either. want that weight. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that weight yeah. on my I'm shoulders like, oh, at good. that age. Yeah. That's too much stress. Yeah. Stress. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what's been going on with us. I feel like anytime you have a birthday and you're an adult, you kind of deserve a break. You deserve a break. And also, yeah, you got to give yourself time and space to reflect and just be like, just exist. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what we've been doing, you know, when we were home. And that's how I celebrated. I just existed. Yeah. Just try to be present. I feel like that was a big thing for me, like just trying to be present and enjoy yeah you know yep. the moment so that's what we've been doing <laughs> but let's get into what we're we're here to talk about um which is how you manage relationships with emotionally underdeveloped or stunted people mm-hmm. whether that be friends family co-workers um yourself yourself yeah yourself <laughs> <laughs> um how do you how do you deal with that? So, yeah, speaking of just turning 24, I think we're at the age where our, you know, our network is growing to the point where we have people twice our age. Yeah, of all different ages. Yeah, of all different ages in our network and in our friend group, social circles. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I feel like you come across emotionally underdeveloped people at any age like they can be at any age right i mean it's not yeah it's not limited to a certain yeah Yeah. age group well we all know that maturity doesn't mean anything which you're like has nothing to do with your age (laughs) right (laughs) and so i think it's interesting trying to balance setting boundaries with people who are emotionally underdeveloped, but older than you. Mm. So I think that we should talk about what we mean by emotionally underdeveloped or emotionally I know, stunted. we just keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, is, what do we mean by that? Hmm. I mean, someone with a low EQ. It's yeah, people with high EQs. Or EI. I mean, EI. Emotion- you mean like emotional intelligence? Yeah, emotional you know, intelligence. You know, we, we um, the black ERG at my job, we have, you know, different, we offer like different learning opportunities for the group. And right now we're talking about like emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. your brand and negotiating, all that, that that comes with that and how you have to have, you have to be emotionally intelligent to be able to, read the room and respond appropriately and then ask for what you want and then bargain and do all the other things that come with like right negotiating and um advocating for yourself too. right so yeah i think it is 
having low emotional intelligence because a part of emotional intelligence is also self-awareness like you know yeah so it's also having a low self-awareness in some instances and that's important because not many people are put themselves in the position to be checked and Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of like an insecurity like people don't like to be checked and so if you're not emotionally intelligent to put yourself in those vulnerable positions, mm. you're not getting the feedback that you need to mature. Yeah. And I think being self-aware is also, like I said, being able to read the space that you're in. And in in some cases, like you're just, you're the person who knows the least in the room. Mm-hmm. And you have to act accordingly. Sometimes well, yeah. you're the person you who people are looking up to, and so you have to act accordingly. Like, right. So having that level of self-awareness helps you manage different relationships and respond appropriately to right. the environment that you're in. Right. But not everybody lives that way. Like, not everybody has that consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. About themselves um, in the world, right? And about like where other people might be coming from, you know? Yeah. Well, that's having compassion. I mean, yeah, of course, that's right. empathy, but people also see that differently. So, do you see that like being compassionate as an emotionally intelligent thing? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't see it as that because I would see, you know, compassion is something that you can learn, you can adopt or whatever. But I feel like emotional intelligence and having that self-awareness is something that you don't think you can learn that. Like, I mean, I think you could work on it, but I I think it's like your IQ. I I think it's like your IQ. I think. A, mm, true. a part of it has to do with your aptitude that's true and and like if you do um a lot of companies do this wait do, i don't know if your company does this but do you guys take like enneagrams or any yeah, type of personality tests like and, mm, and then you no. get to read other other types no okay well but i mean i've taken a personality test before like mm-hmm. the ijk Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm an Enneagram 4, and that's an oh, intensive, creative, and it's a whole thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, yeah, go on to what you were saying about learning how to be compassionate versus... Well, yeah, I think you can learn how to be compassionate, and I think you can exercise compassion and still not be... Well, I think compassion and empathy are different, and I do think in order to be empathetic you have to be self-aware and have a high well I but I think balancing your I think emotional intelligence is balancing your emotions so it can be outward and inward Mm. and I think like I said I think the other things are more tangible like you can practice being empathetic as well that's true that's true that's that's something you can learn at any age that's that's true like no one's gonna sit there and work on you as a 25 year old to unless you like invest in yourself and go to therapy but like Mm -hmm. no one's gonna sit there and work on you and 
make you aware of yourself. Right. But someone can be like, or you can experience a multitude of things that teach you compassion or that teach you empathy or expose you to it mm-hmm. if you weren't exposed to it growing up. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like growing up, we... I think it's a process, like, for example, building empathy and, like, becoming a more empathetic person and, like, you know, maybe be focusing on becoming a better friend or family member. It's not just, like, it's a process. So, for example, we would talk about things or or something would happen and we would go home and we would process it and we would talk about it with our parents and they would offer their perspective and they would also give us space to share our perspective even though we knew nothing (laughs) right right but let's also talk about the fact that our parents have high like eis eis (laughs) and they pass that down through genetics, not necessarily their parenting. You think so? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's a combination of both. But yes, I think we inherited those types of spirits from okay. our parents. Okay. I mean, it's a nature versus nurture debate. Yes, exactly. And but I think that's all just a balance. I think it's both. Yeah. yeah Basically, it's, it's both. Just, yeah. But it's also, it's both, and it's also totally in your control. Oh, maybe it's not totally in, in your control. It's really not. It's mm. not. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that, like, our personalities are in our control at all. I think that, I think that personalities are God-given, and you can't, there's nothing you can do to, well, people do change change their personalities, but I don't think you can truly change your personality. I think that you can convince other people that you are one thing, but I don't think that you can truly ever change like your true personality. True. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. So how do you deal with how do you deal with that? How do I deal with what? How do you deal with pe- knowing that that personalities are I said that they're God given. I don't know what else to say. They're just, you know. It's who you are. Well, yeah. So how do you how do you deal with other people who are not doing the work that they need to do and also have personalities that make it harder for them to be self-aware? Yeah, and I think that um the reason why certain people don't work on their emotional intelligence is because they have those personalities that are barriers. Yeah. Are barriers to them achieving that Mm self-awareness that is at least to my standard of communicating. And so I just like to recognize that in people and treat them accordingly. Not saying that you have to treat people any worse because (laughs) they're not as, Right. Emotionally intelligent, but I do set more strict boundaries, Mm -hmm. stricter boundaries Mm -hmm. because 
you got to protect your space. You got to protect your peace. <laughs> People will come in, guns are blazing. Hmm. So, but how do you set boundaries? Like, what do you do to set boundaries with that person? Block them on <laughs> IG. <laughs> nah, let Block them. Nah, let me stop. Um, I don't know. That's one thing I'm working on is my communication with people. I'm so impatient. Really? I feel like I am. I just be like, well, that was weird. <laughs> so you just don't deal with it. But see, that's my issue because obviously I know, and I think we all know that friendships come and go, relationships come and go, mm-hmm. like just like money comes and goes. Just um, like the seasons. Exactly. Things it's change. It's like clockwork. life. Mm-hmm. But what's hard for me is, and I'm not going to be cliche and say that this is a generational thing because I think it's just a human nature thing. People, like, people don't really communicate. People don't really talk things through. You know? Correct. Like, people don't get deep and try to understand where the other person is coming from. And this is just in my experience. This is my opinion. Yeah, and yeah. My and I also think that, I mean, this is this is deep in and of itself. But I think, like, you know, it's a a black thing. Like, our mm. the black community has a hard time communicating with one another. And obviously because of what white people did. <laughs> and when I think about the stereotypical Brooklyn Italians that they go at it with each other. They don't yeah. care. They're com- That's straight up communication. But to me, that's toxic. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be dealing with that verbal abuse, but at least they're maybe, talking it out. Yeah, yeah. they're talking it out. Like maybe both parties have an actual point. Yeah. I mean, I think there are other cultures that have like a culture of silence and like, it's just a norm to yeah. not talk about things like, a lot of Asian cultures, they don't talk about things. It's mm-hmm. taboo to, you know, talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's taboo to go to therapy for sure. And we know, like, in the black community, as much as people like to hashtag black therapist, black therapy. <laughs> we're not going to <laughs> therapy like get that. Therapy. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to therapy like that. Because I know people in my life who support other people who go to therapy, like, just support therapy in general. I support therapy. I believe and in do therapy. Not go to therapy and don't go. I, that's I, me too. I believe in therapy, but I don't go to therapy. I desperately need it. We all desperately. We need all desperately it. need it. Yeah, but for some it's, reason, I think it should be a part of you know your healthcare, your healthcare, your healthcare. like your overall healthcare. Yeah, I mean, I I was you know as we were thinking about this um, discussion, as I was thinking about this discussion, I was also like. Um, thinking about the mental health aspect like there is a mental health aspect right to being emotionally stunted because a lot of people and that's why you trauma lead with kindness yeah. yeah that's why you lead with kindness and you live with kindness because yeah people i mean a lot of people experience trauma but everybody some, experiences everybody trauma. experiences trauma but mm-hmm. some people experience the type of trauma that they can never come back from mm. mentally. You think so? Yeah, I think so. See, I, think I don't. That, I believe that everybody has. I think, like, even people who have been through the worst have hope. 
and like, I mean yes, but I still turn. think mental health is real in a sense that you can damage it forever. Yeah, like it can become a disability. Yeah. From yeah. a traumatic incident. Yeah. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. And so but it, it it's not easy to be kind. <laughs> I think people say <laughs> on social media like, oh, be kind. Yeah. And you know, it's not. It's not easy to be kind. When you're when you're going through your own ish and you just Maybe you're mad at yourself. Maybe you're mad at the world or you don't even know what you're mad at. It's not easy. It's to not be, easy to, to be, be kind. kind. It's actually it's not difficult easy. to be kind. And I mean, I think we have, or at least speaking for myself, living with you recently has been a big reminder of how much I can project my emotions mm. onto people. You know, it's like. Damn, I might be projecting <laughs> right now. Like, I might be right. projecting. And we all project. Yeah, and, and everyone project. projects. And then when you start to realize that, then you realize, oh, yeah, you projecting on me right now. <laughs> Let me just take a step back. Yeah. But but I think it's also, like, how do you support someone through that also? I don't think it's always, like, I pray for to. people. Yeah. I really do pray for people. Yeah. But how do you help them in a more, like, in a real way? Not that that's not real, but in a less intangible way. Someone's going to come for me. That it's, I'm not saying that prayer, I don't believe that prayer works. But I'm saying, like. I mean, and, and that's the thing, because, you know, I've dealt with some toxic people mm. who were just like you know you're far gone and <laughs> prayer prayer is the <laughs> only cure their only remedy for them prayer and me dipping <laughs> <laughs> and me being out like yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta fix you know what i also do I, and you know i hate when well i think it's a bad thing that the the phrase it's not me it's you is such a cliche coined whatever phrase because it's facts (laughs) like it's not me i mean it's not you it's me because Mm. you always have to turn it back onto yourself yeah and when you take that accountability listen if that's when things clear up for you when you take that accountability and you say you know what maybe i'm the one that's making you act crazy yeah let me be gone (laughs) (laughs) let me be gone and maybe your life will get better Mm. I think that um, the way we were raised uh, <laughs> has made it so that we're very self-reflective, almost to a fault, like almost to a self-degrading level or like, I mean, not I, I, not in all, not always, but I just think that our parents were... I mean, they they themselves are like that. I, I feel think, like they themselves also are, that's they a wonder cultural what they thing, did I think, first. They wonder how that. That's what I'm saying. I think that's a cultural thing as well. Mm. I think that you know, because the book that I'm reading now, they talk about how once you know slavery was abolished and black people started to be sharecroppers, and they mm-hmm. were kind of 
mainly they just had the church as their own, but they kind of had their own system and society. And it was so militant. It was a reflection of what the white people had been doing to them Mm. when they were actually enslaved and working on plantations. And when you think about like kids just doing something minuscule, like spelling a word wrong at school and they're getting beat in front of the whole class. It's like, no, (laughs) no, like I think it could have been a dream, but when I was in kindergarten, (laughs) I mixed the number 19 with 91 and I got hit in the leg with a ruler. But I mean, it wasn't like I got beat in front yeah, of the class. No, no, but, but I'm just saying, like, we have that within our culture, that militant style of, you know, disciplining Discipline, yeah. our kids. And and we didn't grow up like that. But no. I still think that we have that in our subconscious. Like, you know, you can't mess up as a black person mm. because when you mess up, that could be you not eating for months. A hundred years ago, that would have been you not eating for months or better yet, you getting lynched because you made one or you didn't even do anything. Right. And so (laughs) there doesn't have to be a reason. Exactly. There doesn't have to be a reason. And so I think that it wasn't only in our household, but just like in our culture in general, it's hard to celebrate ourselves and it's hard to, you know, really recognize our worth. And we have a history of um, self-correcting too. Because I noticed that black people at my job do that. Mm. And they're good at it. They're very good mm-hmm. at it. You know what I mean? Like It's habit. Yeah, it's habit. Like, they recover very well. Almost to the point where you you don't even notice that it happened. Like, mm-hmm. that they, that they might have made a mistake or spoken out of turn. I don't know. Um, but I think, yeah, we have a habit of of doing that Mm -hmm. even when it might not even be necessary and I feel like I've done that in relationships where I'm just like I feel enforcing your power (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean I thought that's what you were about to say oh but what do you mean by that enforcing your power like you know a boundary was crossed or you didn't like something and you may overreact. Yeah. In a toxic way. Yeah. I don't feel like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have done that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't know. I feel like, I'm big on boundaries. (laughs) Right. And you have high expectations. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like I have high. No, I do. I do. Oh, you have high standards. Yeah, no, I have high standards for any relationship, actually. Yeah. Like, even just, yeah, no, any relationship. Professional relationships, friendships, family, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good and a bad thing. It is. It is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse because you have to have boundaries with people. Like you're not. Right. There's no way that you can get through life without boundaries in all of your relationships. Mm-hmm. You have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yep. Like there isn't a single relationship where it will work for you not to have boundaries. Not one. Not one. Not with your partner, not with your parent, not with sibling, your sibling. Twin. Nothing. <laughs> Cause we have we have boundaries. Yeah. And as we you get older, them. yeah. But as you get older, you realize how important it is to stick by your boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And understand that you can have different boundaries than other the, people. the other person or than other people. And that's okay. And right. they can have different boundaries. Mm-hmm than you and but it's because it's about how you respect each other's boundaries that Mm -hmm. makes the relationship healthy Mm. that makes me think of dealing with emotionally underdeveloped people um i recognize that they can't recognize their individual journey Mm. and i mean when you're in a relationship with somebody or like when you have a friendship with somebody, you can pour just as much into the relationship as you do into yourself. You should pour more into yourself and it will cross over into the relationship, mm-hmm. I feel like. But a lot of people who are who don't have that mature mindset, they do the opposite and it becomes like my journey is your journey. Your journey is my journey. And that's when (laughs) things you can't grow in, in that situation. Like you cannot grow in that type of situation. I agree. I agree. Like jealous friends, like all of that, you cannot grow with that. So close to you. Not saying that it's not like going to be around you. You have to be able to navigate those situations. But allowing people into your sacred space, you cannot have those type of people. Mm. That's and I mean not even only jealousy, but no, it's a whole bunch of things. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of things. It's way beyond jealousy. But that's what I, feel I was like jealousy say. is a cop out sometimes. Like, yeah, because sometimes it's deeper than jealousy. It's I mean, jealousy that. is in the Bible, so jealousy is deep. and envy. It all be, of that, all of that's in the Bible. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Malay and I, greed. We believe, <laughs> yeah. That those things are real. Those things, are, but they're and all human, is, and we all go through that. Like, we and all it's amplified it. through social media. Yeah, it's amplified through social media, and I think it's almost acceptable in the culture of social media. What's acceptable? Jealousy, hate, all of that. Oh. Like people find it funny. People, yeah, people yeah, like yeah. that mm-hmm. internet drama, and people reflect that into their own lives Mm. and so and people are mean on the internet that's one thing i mm -hmm. hate about people are mean is like people like average just normal Mm -hmm. people who may be kind in like real life or or yeah they say people in real life are they feel like they have to be mean yeah like have to be mean to be relevant like people feel like that's how mm-hmm. and I know that's another person I can't be friends with <laughs> how you utilize social media is a big deal to me oh that's a big deal breaker, deal. <laughs> deal breaker. are you kidding Red me flag. Like, <laughs> like absolutely I I pay attention to that oh yeah and I try so hard like not to no. judge because I think yeah. judging is you know a every, sin b- but everybody judges everybody everybody judges 
and everybody sins. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, so we all judge each other, but I do feel. But that's what like, I'm saying. We all judge. We all get sorry to cut you off, but we mm-hmm. all judge. We all get jealous. We all feel these things. But with a high EQ, you're gonna be able to manage it. Yeah. The more like the older you get, the more mature you get. Right. Okay. Continue. And it won't mean that you can't that you can still have healthy relationships and feel jealousy and and envy and like and check yourself for it like exactly. as often as possible. As often as possible. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Man, I wish I knew. <sighs> what was I gonna say? Oh. Oh. Oh social media and how social media like when social media starts to affect your relationship and it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship because people assume that social media can only affect your romantic relationships but I think that you should be cautious (laughs) with how you use social media and like I mean, just in general, obviously, we've spoken about that before, but also thinking about how social media might affect your friendships. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you don't want to lose a real life relationship (laughs) over some likes, over some clout that's non-existent. You know, it's like, not that it's non-existent because people do dive deep into that world and people make a living off of it. People you know, make families off of social media and YouTube and all of this weird stuff. And that's a whole culture in itself. But being able to be, when you're present, you have to be able to, I lost my train of thought. But I get what you mean. Like, because my my issue with how some people use social media is that, um I think it shows up in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. one example that I'm thinking of right now is have you ever had like a person in your life who who like <laughs> basically uses social media to judge you? Like that's their idea of you? what you post and don't post. It may not be like they're they're mm. outwardly like saying that to right. you. But you can just tell by the way they respond to certain things that like they have a certain idea of you that's based on OMG, your social media. I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like Well, I think people who are so deep into the social media realm, they think that people who aren't aren't living and aren't leveling up (laughs) right you know what i'm saying so and that's what i was that's what i was saying before that's what i was saying before you don't want to get and maybe you do and maybe you want to go full throttle and get the bag from social media and just do everything social media wise but i don't think you want to sacrifice your real life and your real relationships right for what you have an image of it right for an image of it but I mean, people have internet relationships. People have all of those things. And I wonder what it's like. But, like, I can't, it, I, I feel like real life is already hard enough mm-hmm. to navigate that, to deal with 
so many people, so many relationships, people coming in and out your life, all of these things to then have to deal with that on the tech technological side of things. <laughs> it's like, geez, that must be a lot. I think you have to pick one mm. almost. I mean, I think it's impossible to like find that true balance. Right. Well, we all know this because we talked about this in the social dilemma episode. Yeah. I think, you know, social media is the social dilemma like <laughs> yeah there's nothing really positive about it <laughs> besides the fact that it's making people money it but money there's nothing positive money. about money either it's making it's, let's be real yeah there's nothing positive about money either money makes people crazy <laughs> that's true though like i'm thinking about the people who and this is no shade but it's just my personal opinion, but like I think people who do forex don't have a high EQ. Mm. You know, it's like I look at people who do forex, and I'm not saying that you can't make money trading. Like that's not the <laughs> that's, issue. Yeah, exactly. But it's the whole image around pyramid scheme part, parent, pyramid <laughs> schemes, and. But the social aspect that yeah. has come to it now with yeah. the flyers, the platinum 1000 flyers and the chairman right. and I'm the CEO of my <laughs> what? <laughs> Your what? So, yeah. It's but just also like, like weaponizing religion too. Like yeah. acting like people who are not on this wave are just not enlightened. And, and like, and you we'll, know, God yeah. is God is ordering my steps and right. God is going to make me 30 bands this mm-hmm. month. Like yeah yeah see that's a taught personality Mm -hmm. somebody taught you that personality because they're all the same yeah they all do the same things they present same types of things wear the same types of things all of it yeah all of it yeah another red flag you're not welcome into my (laughs) sacred circle (laughs) that's another i'm telling you that's and that's the thing with dealing with because like i said underdeveloped people they're everywhere, mm-hmm. every age. Very true. You got to have your, you know, this is a red flag, this is a red flag, you're not welcome into my sacred circle. Mm. So what types of people are welcome into your sacred circle? <sighs> I would have to think about, like, the actual, a succinct way to say that. Yeah, like, you know, because it's, it's, it's complex. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. It's complex. That's it is another very thing. Complex. It comes with astrology too, mm. and this is why we have this podcast because everything is intertwined like that. Like it's about social media. It's about astrology. All mm-hmm. from that's what fuels relationships. It's all of these things fuel relationships. Yeah, you know. Well, relationships fuel all of these things, mm. and we we as twins we want to put that emphasis back onto the relationships yeah i mean i think relationships are i think relationships make the world go round. like Mm -hmm. yep yeah they're the most important things in our life like in everybody's life is your relationships right you know yep and nobody really teaches you how like there's no, no class and and that's what i was just thinking about how you know what we see in the media and what we see with the people at the top is like celebrities very, 
celebrities or you mean like I'm, I'm talking i'm wealth. talking yeah i'm talking wealth top like top one yeah. percent mm-hmm. like those are people who sacrificed relationships for to their, get there to get to their money and like the way it's portrayed in the media that's kind of appealing because a lot of people want to be millionaires like a lot of people want to be you know these people like they want to be in the top one percent and i mean that's just like the whole i don't know like for black people that's just not (laughs) to me that's not a goal black people should have no and it's not a realistic it's not realistic like Like, not saying that you can't be a millionaire but i think you should work hard for the things that you want in your life life. (laughs) exactly and as you as you achieve your goals you should set new ones but i think like striving towards wealth and wealth alone and having a clear idea of exactly how much money i mean i think you have to have like you have to set realistic goals for yourself and Mm -hmm. you know and then plan and have a strategy to get there but yeah, I think that it's it's also we talked about competition like it just makes it so that we're willing to step over each other mm-hmm. to get achieve ahead. that yeah. yeah to get ahead. And that's not what we should do as a community. <laughs> no. Nope. No. And so I think ultimately and this is something that we want to stress like and this is a message that we want to put out to our community. Um, communication is like the most powerful thing. It's it's a powerful resource. Mm-hmm. Powerful, you know. And, and not voice, everybody your voice your is voice, powerful. yeah. But not everybody has unlimited access to it. Like, right. I think it takes work to be able to find your voice and to articulate your boundaries and articulate what you want because sometimes you articulating what you want makes the other person better, like a better person. Right. And you have to figure out when is the appropriate time to say, you know, I feel like you could grow in these areas. (laughs) And I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I want people to say that to me. I want people to have those conversations with me. I feel like if, if you, think that I can be a better friend if I work on certain things like I'm open to hearing that yeah I don't have those conversations that doesn't mean I'm perfect but I don't think that those conversations are always common no those conversations take practice yeah they do take practice you know they're hard yeah and they're they're hard. hard or even just like addressing something that you didn't like right you know like how many people do that like really do that in a way that is healthy and is not an argument but is just like right this is how i felt about it and picking and choosing your battles too you just listened to intertwined a podcast about human connection human behavior and human experience please be sure to follow us on instagram and on twitter at intertwined underscore podcast and make sure to engage with us on your favorite podcast platform thanks for listening